supernatural, Halloween, exploitation, slashers, and everything in between. Welcome to the Podcasting After Dark Watch List, the show where a guest chooses a topic and the hosts, along with the guest, discuss their top five favorites. Light a candle, hide your Ouija board, and enjoy the Podcasting After Dark Watch List. Welcome to another fright-filled episode of Podcasting After Dark, The Watch List. I'm your host, Zach Schaefer, and joining me today is... Hey guys, it's... Oh God, it's me, Corey. I've been been smoking so many doobies that my throat's all doobified. You know what I'm saying, daddy-o? Hey, just kidding. It's Dustin Dustin Rubin. (laughs) From the other <laughs> podcast that you do. Well, so so on, as you know, the podcasting after dark watch list. Uh, we swap hosts. It's like a, it's like a, it's we like swapped a key, you. It's a key party, and Dustin picked up the keys to my car. I'm so excited to have found your keys <laughs> and to be here today. Uh, yes, he's not Corey, but he is my co-host on um, our my other podcast, Two Dollar Late Fee. And uh, yeah, two, what is two dollar late fee, Dustin? For oh, those of, for those that don't know, I'm so glad you asked. Um, do you, are you familiar with the 1980s as a decade? Yes. Okay. Right. So so am I. <laughs> and so um, my my partner on that show is very handsome and knows a lot about um, a, lot, a lot about movies. You you probably don't know him. Stroke man, but, stroke man. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, Anyway, yeah, so Zach and I, uh, Zach being you, we do um, $2 Late Fee is an exploration, um, an homage to the best decade in the world, the 1980s. Every episode, we talk about a movie, and then we pick a a song from the soundtrack of that movie, and um, we see if it still holds up to when we were kids, you know, like we, we loved it in 87. Does it, is it great in, um, you know, 2017, uh, which makes no sense. Cause it's 2019 or it could be 2020. It could be 2020. I don't know what year it is when you hear this, Marty. Um, but if you're in the future, I hope that Trump was impeached. Um, <laughs> if, when you hear this, but anyway, and then we also interview celebrities on yeah. that show. So $2 late fee. That's the one you should be listening to. Uh, go listen to that um, <laughs> on repeat and tell all your friends. Thank you. It's a it's a perfect companion piece for podcasting after dark, yeah. to be honest, because podcasting after dark, we, you know, break down a movie, throw in little subtle digressions here and there. Uh, $2 late fee with Dustin. We digress all the time, which we may do in this episode. <laughs> um, but uh, in this episode specifically... I brought Dustin on because he had uh, pitched an idea to me for for just a threw out a topic one day. He's like, "Oh, I'm I'm thinking about doing this," and I said, "Wait, why don't we save that to the podcasting after dark watch list and uh, break it down on that episode?" Yeah, I don't even know why I thought of this, or maybe I thought of this because not even for us to do. I thought of it for you to do because you were like, you guys were talking about podcasting after dark having a spinoff and oh, I yeah, didn't yeah, really yeah. understand what that meant. But I but I was like, hey, why don't um, 
what about movies that that traumatized you as a child you know or even parts of movies or even you know movies that you know yeah you weren't supposed to see you saw them and then you couldn't sleep for four days yeah that's that is our that's the premise for yeah. today's episode our top five and in dustin's case possibly four um most traumatizing it, it could be six <laughs> I'm sure it'll be five by the end of it, or six or seven. But it's not top. It's just not top. It's just it's just a culmination. These movies traumatize. You yeah. Mean, so these will yeah. not be in any particular order. We'll just no. run them down. We'll go five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. But the top are our, our most traumatic movies from our childhood, um, which you know could be as simple for some people as Willy Wonka and the or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the original. Uh, I know that the, yeah. the dream or the um, tunnel sequence is traumatizing to some people. Oh yeah. Um, the rivers are river, river flowing and the tweezers are blowing. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. But for me, but, yeah. that, that scene does not scare no. me. And in fact, I love that movie, top to bottom. No, uh, but Willy Wonka is suddenly like, why is he being like crazy? <laughs> it's the one moment yeah. in the Roald Dahl story that I think gets lifted into the into yeah. the movie yeah. where yeah, Willy Wonka is a creepy character. Yeah. Gene Wilder is not a creepy dude. No, but so, um, so that's not on your, that's not on your top. It's not, but five. I'm just saying, for example, that could be someone's one of their okay. you know good example uh, but you know i was i was saying to dustin off air when i was a kid there were these <laughs> just have a dog vomiting in the background uh we're at location by the way yeah uh beautiful altadena um a little terrier cleared her throat uh, very close to the mic <laughs> when i was a kid growing up in detroit before i moved to california in 84 um i was as Corey was on our on our sister podcast, other podcast, uh, talked about we were both latchkey kids. Right. I was raised in front of the TV. Right. That's why on podcasting, on $2 late fee, I threw out a reference to, of Brian Ben Ben. Um, yeah. The, he I was lost on a show. He was on a show I lost called. my mind when you did that. He yeah. was on a show back in the day on HBO. Do you, are you, do you remember um, the name? I of believe, show? was it called Dream On? Yep. Yeah. And he yeah. was the same. The premise was he was raised in front of a TV. Yep. And so all his memories or flashbacks, uh, moments in life, most of them sexual, right. would uh, arise some sort of com- scene from a sitcom or something he watched as a kid. Anyways, I was raised in front of the TV. Uh, and Saturday afternoons at 2 o'clock on you know uh, Detroit Channel 20 would be the thriller double feature. And they played this – the. The, the bridge in um, the song uh, Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin, and they'd flash all these images of these horror films on the screen. Join us next Saturday afternoon at 2 when Robert Duvall and Donald Pleasant star in THX 1138 and Howard Vernon and Nadine Pascal star in Zombies Lake. That's next Saturday afternoon at 2 on the TV20 Thriller Double Feature. As an adult, I look at that and go, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. As a kid, I used to shit my pants, like terrify, not literally, right. figuratively. Just be so creeped out to the point where I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrifying. Um, so those, some of those movies will be brought up today. Mm, and uh, what, what do you think, Dustin? Should we just jump lovely. right into it? Yeah. Normally, I would think that maybe we might have some crossover, but here, I don't, I, you know, I think tra- trauma is so personal, you know what I mean? <laughs> that I... Yeah, that I'd be surprised. There could be you know? crossover because there may be some movies we bring up today that 
you and I both might go, oh, we should talk about this one on $2 late fee. Mm, and then right. Corey might listen to this or, you know, uh, and go, oh, we should talk about that on podcasting after dark. Totally. No, I, when I said crossover, I meant more that you are lists. Oh, would yeah, cross yeah, over, yeah, got like, it. That you'd be like, you know, um, whatever, Willy Wonka. And I'd be like, yeah, me too. Like, I just don't. Yeah. Well, I, w- I am actually curious to see what traumatized you as a kid to see if it lines up with me. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, like... Corey and you, uh, we, we share very similar brains. Right, right. Um, $2 late fee just covers that that whole basis of like what we loved about the 80s and 90s. And you and I share very similar loves of the 80s and early 90s. Right. Do we share similar traumas of the 80s and 90s? <laughs> and that's what we're going to find out today, kids. Hit that bumper. Beep, 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 beep. All right. So I'm going to let you start off. Oh, thank you. Number five, or the honor. you know, no particular order. Um, okay, let's see. So number, f- all right, no particular order. Let me let me just uh, consult my notes that I wrote like none on. Um, okay, so this this one is um, this one is fairly mainstream, and um, uh, I think uh, it is a movie that I I do love. Um, so it's it's kind of interesting, but the very first time I saw this movie, um, and the movie is RoboCop. That was a very strange um, segue into it, but I realized I was going to start talking about it, and it made sense if the audience knew what I was talking about. Uh, RoboCop from 1987. We get the best of both worlds. Fastest reflexes modern technology has to offer onboard computer assisted memory and a lifetime of on the street law enforcement programming. It is my great pleasure to present to you Robocop. This guy is really good. He's not a guy, he's a machine. Old Detroit has a cancer. Cancer is crime. Let the woman go. You are under arrest. You, you better back up, pal! Your move, creep. What are your prime directives? You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to an attorney. Anything you say may be used against you. He's a cyborg, you idiot. Recorded every word you said. You're dead. We killed you. His memory's admissible as evidence. You're gonna have to kill it. Get in the car, for God's sake! Robocop, the future of law enforcement. Robocop. Um, you know RoboCop guys, you know what I mean? A guy, Peter Weller, he gets uh, he gets killed and then he gets brought back to life as the ultimate crime fighting machine, RoboCop. Um, when this came out on video, I was um, I was at a, a friend's sleepover. It was just me and him. Uh, it was a guy that I never had sleepovers with. You know, like when you're a kid, you just have random sleepovers with people. Sometimes. This wasn't a creepy uncle, it's, was it? No, it was. <laughs> I mean, that's maybe that's my trauma. Yeah, that I was actually at a creepy uncle's house, and um, 
No, uh, this you know this was a guy who was like I was kind of friends with, and uh, and I, what I remember most about the night is that I was starving, and uh, they didn't they got Pizza Hut, but not until like you know late. And then I was I remember being in the back of the station wagon, being like I just I'm gonna eat eat the eat the bejesus out of some pizza. So <laughs> Did they, you say that? Was that a direct probably? Quote? Uh, so they got the pizza. We went back, watched RoboCop. Uh, which is a great movie to watch right before bed. Because, Clearly. <laughs> um, but so what traumatized me the most is is when Peter Weller is, is murdered. Oh, uh, Murphy. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's really it's really violent and yes, brutal. And they're is. stepping on his arm. Yeah. They blow his arm off with a shotgun and then they cackle, you know, and he's just getting like he's getting brutalized. And it's incredibly graphic, and um, it's you know really, he's yeah. thinking about his family, and then they just end up by shooting him between the eyes, basically. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "What? What was that?" <laughs> you know, because because like up to that point, it's like movies. You know, uh, a guy could just be shot, and like, all right, fine, and then we bring him back. It's like, no, these guys are delighting in torturing this cop, uh, and it's really disturbing me. Eighty-seven to well, Paul Verhoeven directed it, right? Yeah. And he is known for his extreme violence for mainstream films, I would consider. Like Total Recall, uh, Starship Troopers. Right. And actually, because I heard something that he was like, this, I don't know if he was talking about the new one. I think he he referenced the new RoboCop and was like, that wasn't nearly violent enough when he got killed. It was like something to that effect. Yeah, he, I I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I will speak for him and, I'm yes. assuming I will <laughs> speak for Paul. Uh, I will speak for, for Mr. Verhoeven yeah. and say that he he likes to glorify things. Yeah, he, he, sex, violence, uh, and and I think up until '87, um, next to like Predator, I don't think we had seen physical violence on on uh, like that in yeah. a mainstream movie. Yeah, um, when someone gets shot in a movie, yeah, they get shot and that's it. You didn't see like. The, the entrails or the squibs or whatever. Right. And then, yeah, you're right. Peter Weller's death is intense in that, that hand-blasting scene, which yeah. is in the R-rated version. The unrated version, it's even more graphic. I don't know if you've seen it. Well, it's... No. No, I haven't seen it. But it's important in the... It's an important scene in the sense that he needs to then, when he's getting vengeance on these guys later, like he totally. needs to replay it back in his head. Yeah, like relevant. that's the guy that, you know, did that. Um, but while you're while you're seeing it, you know, as a ten-year-old or whatever, uh, it's yeah. I was. <laughs> yeah. It was not. It was not. I, I w- wasn't understanding the, the purpose. Well, did did you? Um, so yeah, as a ten-year-old, super traumatizing. But also, was it the fact that um, I totally had a brain fart? So that scene just shook you. It wasn't. It wasn't the the later scene with the um, toxic waste. No, uh, I mean that was disturbing too. But that was also kind of comical because the sound design they like they 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 had a you know and you're like ha that's a fart you know what I mean yeah so that's not very tongue in cheek yeah yeah but but yeah yeah I mean, that's terrifying but in like kind of a toxic Avenger sort of I, way I think for Corey that was terrifying too yeah 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 I could see that so so RoboCop. In your top five, you're just you're just saying that you can see it. Oh no no, Corey Corey, Corey has said oh, on he's record. Spoken about that? He's spoken on record. I think actually when oh, I okay. when I told him we were going to do this topic, he's yeah. like, oh yeah, I think RoboCop was the first one that really just you no know, kidding blew me away. All right, there you so go. yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
Um, but I feel like Verhoeven, just to just to kind of button yeah. that, he his level of violence is it's intentional. It's not like oh, I'm just going to glorify. It makes no sense. for sure. But still, I mean, can you fly, yeah. Bobby? You're right. Oh God, I love that movie though. So it traumatized you enough, but did you enjoy it? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, yes. Um, I have a very similar visceral experience for my number five. Uh, it is the 1978 version of Invasion mm. of the Body Snatchers. Mm. Fear begins to grow. We're being cornered. In a modern masterpiece of science fiction. They're barricading the street. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Get down! Starring Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, Leonard Nimoy. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. From deep space, the seed is planted. Terror grows. I was at a random friend's house, quote unquote. Um, My mom... Um, and I used talked about this in our interview with Zach Ward, which you can hear on Two Dollar Late Fee. I swear, I just thought you were going to go, my mom, and I use the term loosely. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh my god! No, I love my mom. No, Everyone no, knows I, know. I honor her, but I will say she had some questionable dating habits uh, at the time, and she was dating this guy named. Jerry, I think, uh-huh. who turned out, I think he turned out to be a drug dealer. Oh my God. And my mom's like, I never knew. And yeah. I go, well, uh, like I did. Well, and I was out, four. He had a cat named Kilo. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, we were hanging at Jerry's house and, um, and my brother and I, Eric, yeah. who on podcasting after dark, I reference all the time because he was, he led me down that yeah. dark path. Yeah. Um, we were watching the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers and at a friend's house. At a friend's house, Jerry's house. Oh, it was we, Jerry's house. This is it was Jerry's your mom's house. boyfriend's house. Yeah, and they they had gone out. Okay. And my brother was not feeling well that night. Oh god. And he was, but for some reason, Jerry gave us mushroom soup, cream of mushroom soup. Like like psychedelic for dinner. Um, 
Not psychedelic. <laughs> but we're eating the cream of mushroom soup, and there's a scene in... Oh, God. For those who of you who haven't seen Invasion of the Body oh Snatchers, God. it is these pods from outer space come down and take over your body, uh, and they... What they do is they they grow they eat a, a lot new of you. soup. They eat a lot of crude mushroom soup. First of all, well, there's a scene where where Donald Sutherland sees his himself being grown. Yeah, and he God. steps on the head. Yeah. of oh, him God. of himself and he crushes it, the pod version of himself, and um and, and it's gross. It's very gooey. So gross. And my brother throws up all over the place. Oh, and I look. He, we're sitting right next to each other. He's like, I'm going to be... And I'm like, oh, my God. And I look yep. at the screen. Oh, my God. Yep. And I look down. Oh, my God. And I'm totally <laughs> freaking out. And uh, I I think I blacked out for a moment because yeah. I, I don't remember us cleaning it up, but I know we did. Yeah. Um, and, Way to go, Jerry. And, my, and I think, you know, Eric's like, I don't feel so good. I'm like, well, I definitely don't yeah. now. Oh, and no. watching Invasion. Oh, no. And, and oh, then no. that... That scene, crushing his head, and then finalizing the movie with Donald Sutherland pointing at, um, oh God, the the actress in that who I had a huge crush on as a kid, Brooke Adams, um, in like, oh, no, it wasn't Brooke Adams that he pointed at, it was Veronica Cartwright, sorry. Who you did not have a crush on. I did not. Yeah. Uh, she kind of annoyed me in Alien when yeah. she's like, oh, God, oh, God, <laughs> oh, God. Oh God. Um, but no, her, him pointing at her going, oh. Yeah. And that was ingrained in my mind. The cream of mushroom soup and the pointing. Like, I connected the two, and I had nightmares about it that night and many nights you didn't throw up also i did not throw up because i wasn't sick i was just more like traumatized like what is going on and then this film which is about taking people over and consuming their bodies i'm like is my brother an alien right now Uh, it's happening right i was i think i was like sweet dreams yeah shit i think i was probably five at the time maybe younger maybe four years old uh, but either four or five and yeah that that scarred me for for a good amount of time that's very traumatic that was my number oh my five. God. That's, yeah. 1978's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And it's a great movie, by the way, just like Robocop. But again, to, to connect with yours, stranger, yeah. strange, uh, watching a strange movie at a stranger's place. A strange-ish yeah. place. Yeah, you know? right. Uh, which makes sense if you're not really comfortable in the viewing uh, experience. <laughs> But I had eaten the pizza at that point, so I was hungry. You know, it felt good. Shit, okay. man. Uh, and uh, I, pizza and Hut I, trumps. And I didn't uh, throw up. No, you didn't. So and that's good. That pizza night. Hut, pizza has a damn good pizza back in the day. We had Little Caesars, but, uh, you know, pizza, pizza. Um, but yeah, Pizza, pizza Hut. Pizza. Yeah, we had Pizza, Pizza. Too. Oh, that's good stuff. Um, Hit me with your next shot. Okay, so um, th- <laughs> this movie is another movie that... I enjoyed and I think was marketed kind of like for kids a little bit, but I was also like <laughs> watching it and I'm like, oh, this is kind of way more adult than I expect. And that movie is uh, Cloak and Dagger. Oh, um, yes. Uh, which, um, the 1984. Uh, correct. Me. It started as a game. Now they are playing for keeps. And the only person who believes in it is a legendary agent named Flack. Cloak and Dagger. Rated PG. Starts Friday at select theaters. Check newspapers for locations. The moment that 
makes me lose my mind is the is the three fingered the three fingered spy. Yeah, dude. When that lady takes off her glove, I was like, yeah, like that was it. I totally nope. agree because because yeah. it was also too they you know like these. I mean, I don't want to. Whatever, I'm spoiled. Who yeah, cares, yeah. right? What, people have seen people this the movie, present, but the, the premise. Well, I don't even really remember the premise. I don't even really remember the premise. Really? Because I do. It's in my top ten of, of premises. No, of, of all time movies. I love Cloak and Dagger. Um, I actually have the Atari. Cassette I mean, tape. but that's all. I re- that's it's the coolest. I mean, that. So here's here's my childhood premise. Yeah. What's your right, yeah. in my mind? Yeah, yeah. Please. Right. It's about a kid who, um, uh, basically, Dabney Coleman. Is his father, yep. legit, but he, yeah. but he is cre is yeah is, is a legit father, but he's also created this spy imaginary best friend, um, and he gets named Jack Flack, named Jack Flack, very good, <laughs> and he gets um, put in this uh, real life adventure for his life when he when there's like a, a disc there's a, it's, it's on an Atari disc, but there's actual top secret spy information. Yep. Yep, on it, and um, and the point that I'm referencing is basically that we know that there are some evil, there's an evil duo of spies or whatever out there, but what we don't know is that they're actually like disguised as an elderly grandparents. So they're like maternal. They're like, oh hello, and they're so lovely. It's a great plot twist. Yes, and yeah. then they're not, and they're like evil and then yep. they're evil and then this lady has three fingers and you're like what I don't like this and he's in the car with them and yep. um, Elliot Elliot E.T. Henry, Henry Thomas, Thomas yep. fresh from his E.T. Um, yeah I mean and, and Henry Thomas is, young Henry Thomas gives the most believable performances so good you've ever you've ever heard unlike um, the adult Henry Thomas right adult Henry Thomas is like okay yeah you were in that scary haunted thing on, on Netflix or whatever which was good, The Haunting. I gotta, I gotta check that out. It's I great. It. Um, <laughs> God, I love Cloak and Dagger. Though. No, but to, to, to just have it. I love that movie. Oh yeah, no, it's. Um, but that's probably one I should rewatch, honestly, because I, because I know it's good. Yeah, like, and, it I, holds and I, up. but I also, you know, but you're like, uh, what do you love about it? Right? It's like it's like a kid. It's like a kid. He's a cool kid, and he's going yeah. through like cool scenarios and totally relatable <laughs> as a kid. But yeah. it's very violent. Yes, but it's but it's it's violent and it's scary and yep. it's like I don't know who this is for this movie, you know, because I was like, oh, I'm gonna go, you know, eighty four, like I, you know, I'm seven or well, eight or whatever. It was it? written and directed by Tom Holland, who did Fright Night, which is one of my yep. favorite movies of all time. Yep. And uh, Tom Holland has a very dark. He did Child's Play as well, so which is another kid driven. A dark film. Yep. So he's got this thing about the child's play is a horror movie. Like, hey, it's clearly this Legit is a horror R-rated. movie. Yeah, you know that going in. You know, PG. this is like PG. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Thank you. That's my point. Yeah. It's PG. So I'm like, oh la la la. Why is this so scary? And yeah. Sorry, it was it was written by Tom Holland, uh, not directed. Richard Franklin directed, but still written by Tom Holland. I mean, tell me that this 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 description here in IMDb is not like a fantasy, like like a young boy and his imaginary friend end up on the run while in possession of a top secret spy gadget. You're like, oh cool, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, yeah. And then it's like it, never ending story. Yes, with spies. cool spy gadgets, cool imaginary friend. No, <laughs> no, but we don't want to give away the three fingered lady. You know. But the and the imaginary friend is like getting shot and like you know it's just like yeah this is not this is an adult movie yeah because this is PG thirteen that's what I'm saying it should have been PG thirteen yes. well and and I think that changed soon after <laughs> right 
because of this movie. No. <laughs> fun fun trivia. Cloak well, Dagger was... When he kills someone, let's just say, yeah. when he kills yeah. someone in the movie, um, he even recognizes this isn't fun and games yeah. anymore. Right. And he says that. Right. And it's really sad. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, yeah, you can't be... Traumatized. Was that a was that, did your dog just fart? That was a dog fart. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> to take a pause. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I'm gonna venture for my next one back to nineteen eighty six. Okay. Um I was a huge and still am a huge action um star fan. I'm a fan of like Schwar- Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. J C V D, Stallone. Well, Stallone came out with Cobra in nineteen eighty six. That's my uh, number four. Yeah. Society is breeding a new kind of criminal. It's also breeding a new kind of cop. Meet Cobra. He does the job nobody wants. Did you use unnecessary deadly force? everything I had. Do you know you have an attitude problem? Yeah, but it's just a little one. You think you would recognize me if you saw him again? The tall one? Yeah. The one that wants to kill you. Do what you have to do to get a lead on this maniac. And if I find him? Do what you do best. Specifically, uh, the villain in that who is played oh, by um, Brian Thompson. Talk about being typecast. Yeah, the Night as, Slasher as, as a villain. Yeah, he he plays the Night Slasher, and I think the Night Stalker Richard Ramirez had come out around that yeah. time, maybe maybe soon after that or around that time. Anyways, I was traumatized by. And for those of you that grew up in California, you knew that Richard Ramirez, this guy, was like going around murdering people. And he would uh, apparently go under the beds and like cut your <laughs> cut your um, cut your tendon, cut your Achilles. Yeah, your Achilles yeah. tendon, like in uh, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. And I was convinced that that was going to happen to me as a kid. And because, well, yeah. I mean, we talked about this on two dollar late fee, but I've I've almost been kidnapped three times in my life, uh, and could have quite possibly died a couple times in my life, and um, as a kid, and so I had a lot of trauma in that area. So when the Night Stalker, Night Slasher in Cobra, so for, for those of you who haven't seen Cobra, it's typical Stallone movie. He's a badass cop. Uh, he, you know, eats his pizza with scissors and uh, <laughs> has a tooth or a matchstick in his mouth the entire movie. Entire movie. It's, 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 it's classic cheese, uh, classic yeah. Stallone. It's great. Um, but the lead villain wears like a um, uh, pantyhose like over a, his face. Yeah, yeah. And it's so creepy. The pantyhose look, it's so creepy to it's me. so creepy. And he's so creepy, Brian Thompson. He has like this kind of very interesting looking face. Um, like, a, like a smashed, uh, yeah, yeah. Smashed avocado. Yeah, kind of. 
I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's funny thing is he's on like a firefighting show now and he's like a mainstream chief or something. And he's got a mustache and he looks like, he's oh, like really? a, yeah, he's oh. like, a nice, like a nice guy. Mm. Um, anyways, he's it's played. The mustache he's, is the key. <laughs> yeah, right. He's played. A yeah, mustache makes everybody nice. Oh, except God. for, uh, you know, uh, except for the Geraldo Rivera. And um, so, so uh, that guy that gave me night terrors dude his that image i would wake up screaming in the middle of the night because i I would be i would he had this weird knife in that movie yes this big ass blade and he would like uh and it had spikes on it or something like that there's like a lot of scenes where like it's like kind of like it's all red and like bright and dark and he's like is he like sharpening the knife Yeah, sharpening the knife or or using a soldering iron on it or something yeah yeah it's really creepy yeah and so he that yeah he specifically creep me out um to this day because i watched it yeah. a few years ago it's still pretty i mean well, i still love it of but. course it's still creepy you, you expect that guy to pop out from under your bed with a stocking on slashing you through achilles tendons <laughs> as, as a kid so that's my yeah. number four uh yeah. cobra being one of the most traumatizing. Isn't, isn't the tagline of that something like 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 you're the disease and i'm the cure yeah like, crime is a disease crime is a disease yeah. meet the crime cure is a disease Meet the crew. <laughs> it's, it's got some great lines in it too, by the way. Uh, I'll save those for because I have a feeling either I'm podcasting after dark or on. Uh, yeah, you save those fee. lines. You save them. <laughs> I'm gonna save, but it, uh, you know, it's teaser. The strong arm of the law. Right. It's good stuff. That's good, man. That's Thanks. that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, speaking of of having almost been kidnapped three times, my third movie uh, is a movie. Um, Maybe we've referenced in in passing or whatever. Okay. Um, it's called I Know My First Name Is Stephen. Oh, shit. 1989. He was abducted by a stranger and kept captive by a lie. Your parents don't want you anymore. But his family never gave up hope. They've been looking for you for seven years. Reunited, it was a new beginning. I'm your brother. But could they put the pieces back together? I sat up every night waiting for you to come and get me. People Magazine calls it an extraordinary insight. Grade A. Us Magazine says it will no doubt be an Emmy, based on the true story of a child's courage, love, and survival. I know my first name is Steven. Monday. All right, so this, you know, starred Corin Nemec, who uh, probably for our generation is most best known as Parker Lewis from Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which I love that. I love that show. Buddy from yeah, you know, just one of the guys. Yeah, is the best friend. Oh my god, dude, it's um, a great, super underrated yes. show. But I know my first name is Stephen. It's based on a true story about Cindy a Pickett. about a guy named uh, uh, Stephen, a kid named Stephen Stair, who um, who gets kidnapped, molested, um, and and essentially raised as the kidnapper's son. Uh, the kidnapper is um, uh, one of your favorite actors. Um, uh, the real guy's name is Kenneth Parnell, but the um, oh yeah, uh, the uh, the guy who plays him is uh, Arliss Howard. Love that dude. Who you love? Yeah, he's in a movie called Plain Clothes. That and that's the movie that uh, that you referenced, not while we were talking, but uh, <laughs> or not on not while we were recording, um, many many uh, weeks ago. But anyway, um, <laughs> so you know, it's a few days before Christmas, and Stephen Stair gets kidnapped. And um, and ultimately, what happens is that this this molester pedophile dude convinces him that um, his parents don't want him anymore, yep. and drives him way out into into nowhere, and um, and raises him like his son until he's like, but you know, molesting him, you know, the whole time, 
until he's like 14 and then he kidnaps another kid this kid Timmy and then at that point um you know Stephen oh and, and here and here's the thing sorry so it's called I know my first name is Stephen because Stephen is kidnapped and then renamed Dennis yeah so he's like Dennis from the time he's you know 7 to like 14 or whatever and then he knows himself as Dennis but he also knows like it's kind of weird cuz I was kidnapped and this guy's raping me and oh so, oh yeah, so this guy, you know, so then the guy takes his other kid, Timmy. And then at that point, Stephen is like, no, fuck this shit. And then he escapes with the kid. And that's and then he goes back into society and it's, you know, and, and Parnell is arrested. Oh. Uh, but Corin Nemec plays the, you know, the main uh, guy, Stephen. And um, yeah, and there's a scene in the movie, like the first night where like basically he's being molested and, you know, you just hear the kid going, no, no, I don't want to do it. And he's like, no, it's good. You know, it's like, and it's, it's so, <laughs> it's so dude. gross and <laughs> yeah. so creepy and so traumatizing. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah. And then the fact that, um, yeah. And the fact that it's like a true story and then. Um, you know, I just remember, like, when he goes back into society, you know, uh, he's going back to, like, the high school, and he's getting bullied for, like, being, they're like, you're gay. And it's like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, yeah. this guy was kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, under the ruse of, like, uh, can you, you know, does your mom have things that she wants to donate to our fake church? Oh. So I'll just take you there, and you'll, yeah. So gross. Anyway. That was way, yeah. that, that was during a time when um, Adam Walsh was kidnapped and murdered. most wanted. Yeah. Yeah. um, John Walsh's Walsh's son. And I remember this early 80s. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I was almost kidnapped uh, twice, three, almost three times. And you mentioned that on episodes of $2 Late Fee. So another incentive to go (laughs) and listen to that show. Yeah. Already. Teaser, Zach's kidnapping stories. If you want to know my personal trauma, uh, which goes way deeper than the watch list um but yeah Yeah. dude like i totally relate i thought i was gonna die i thought i was you know and i know my first name is that was like one of the first big stories to come out uh it's happened quite a few times since then but yeah i remember that made for tv movie was terrifying great cast by the way so it's worth revisiting if you want to be traumatized so that's your number three i know my first name is steven yeah well it, it was actually just a great segue from you saying that you'd almost been kidnapped three times i was like oh that's perfect That's my next movie. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Done it again. Um, yeah, Adam is not my number three um, of all time uh, terrifying movie. But uh, my number three traumatizing movie is the Peanut Butter Solution <laughs> from 1985, <laughs> which uh, coincidentally... <laughs> Is being re-released by... There's a DVD company called Severin Films. They're doing a kids line, like traumatic kids movies, uh, Severin Kids. Severin is a great... Um, traumatic kids line. Yeah, they're like doing oh all these God. creepy kind of kid movies from back in the 80s. This was a really weird movie. Michael's a normal boy in an abnormal position. He had a little accident. You had yourself some sort of extraordinary fright. Michael, where's your hair? I'm bald. The proper medical term is harem scarum. What a loony. Now, he's got one hairy problem. And he's about to find a solution. (laughs) You can't just come into our house, can you? 
ghosts can go anywhere. In the least likely place you'd think. Here's old Charlie's recipe. A jar of peanut butter. Don't use too much of it or watch out. But the peanut butter solution is just the beginning. It's growing so fast. Of an even bigger problem. Mr. Jingus, it's moving. Human hair grows only half an inch a month. No more. That's a head of hair. Well done, son. I don't think it's natural, Dad. It's the peanut butter solution. This is a classroom, not a barbershop. A toast to this new hair. Long may it grow. But if it doesn't stop growing, what will happen to Michael? It's a hair-raising, heartwarming comedy adventure for your whole family. See the peanut butter solution. What's the music? <laughs> Uh, it, it's, it's a Canadian film. So the majority of the go. cast is kind of nameless. Like you would never, you yeah. never see them, never see them again. Cause who knows anyone from Canada? Yeah. I mean, really right. like, you know, your Canadian a, listeners might be really offended. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. As yeah. Uh, our good buddy, Zach Ward would yeah. say, Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, so that negates everything I just said. No. If I just say, I'm sorry. Um, but, uh, well, it, and it's, it's, it's a weird movie. It's about this kid who, uh, loses all his hair. When he gets terrified by this creepy guy who's like basically um, like throwing kids in an incinerator. (laughs) They don't show it, but it's implied. Um, And he loses all his hair. And he uses this magic potion to get it back by putting peanut butter on his head. The peanut butter solution. And it doesn't stop growing. Uh, I'm not going to say too much. Because I, I, I really, there are some really fun things I don't want to give away. But yeah. the hair continues to grow, kind of has a, has a life of its own. It moves. Yeah. Uh, right. And right. <laughs> and at one point, he's in the classroom with his classmates, and the hair just keeps growing out of his head. And everyone's like, what the hell is going on? Um, I remember seeing this on TV after school. It's like, oh, today's yeah. after school special, the peanut butter solution. Right. It sounds Cute. fun. Yeah. Peanut butter, I like that. Ooh, <laughs> is, it ba- is it like the chocolate touch? Did yeah. you ever read the chocolate touch as a kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, for those that don't know, it's the play on King Midas. This kid eats this piece of chocolate. Uh, Everything he touches turns into chocolate. Eventually kisses his mom. She turns to chocolate, which is pretty terrifying. That's not fun. No, and that's kind of when the movie, the book shifts. What's the the story where the kid has, um, like, the equivalent of the chicken pox, but they're chocolate? Oh, ch- um, uh, yeah, chocolate fever? Chocolate fever, yes. That's a a good one. And he, like, goes on a... Gets, he doesn't get kidnapped, but he kind of takes off like he's yeah. on a road trip. Yeah, road, the road trip. <laughs> um, Friendly. But this movie is very bizarre. It's very bizarre. And I specifically am terrified by the guy, this guy, his name's Sergio in the movie. Uh, he's the main villain. And he's so creepy looking. He's got, yeah. a, that's a creepy mustache. Yeah. Creepy mustache, yeah. long, big white yeah. hair. Um, that traumatized the shit out of me. Okay. Just his look. Yeah. Uh, I think that I always connected just as I think a lot of kids do creepy factors with like overgrown hair. Yeah. Like someone who yeah. has a long, uh, hair growing out of their nose or like out of right. their eyebrows. I don't know. I, it just always kind of grossed me out. Um, and so him specifically was terrifying. The movie it's, yeah. Is it scary? It is definitely scary, but it's, it it and it's cheesy as hell, but it's worth checking out. The, the peanut butter solution. The only thing I remember about that movie is the Asian best friend, yes. who's like, "Oh, you're gonna give it away? Go ahead, go ahead." Well, I mean, this is what stuck stuck with me. Okay. You were traumatized, and I was like, "This is gross." 
<laughs> the kid is like, I use the peanut butter solution too. And, you know, to the friend that needs it, he's like, but you have hair. And he's like, no, I used it down there. <laughs> and then the camera pans down. Yeah, and he's dude. got like pubes coming oh. out onto his Converse All-Stars <laughs> out of his pants. And I'm like, oh, God, dude. Straight hair, by the way. Yeah. Just like just like just your pubes oh, draping over God, your dude. your sneakers. Yeah, <laughs> it's growing. Just your pubes growing so fast. Um, oh yeah. shit! That's my number yeah. three. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, What's your number two? Right. So number two, traumatizing film of all the times. Oh, number two. Okay. So number two basically is um, uh, again not really in order. Is uh, is mask. Mm. Um, Eric Stoltz. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not remembering what year offhand, but um, you know Eric Stoltz plays Robbie Dennis, yep. who has lionitis. Eighty five. Eighty five. Eighty five was a great eight, year. Eighty five is a great year for everything. <laughs> Peter Bogdanovich um, directed that movie. Yes, and Laura Dern. Um, I was actually sort of reading about recently that she, uh, she had been offered one of the um. Uh, she, she had been offered to be like a lead in a Brat Pack movie, which was going to make her a lot of money. And she turned it down to work with Peter Bogdanovich in this movie. And, you know, I think that was probably the right choice. Um, yeah, cause The Mask is a really good movie. Yes, it is. And But I think I, I think I was more traumatized by the um, trailers. Because it's yeah. just like, meet Rocky Dennis. He's on, you know, and then, yeah. So, hey kid, take off your, yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's more like, um, Why wow, you're being so cruel right now? You're hating on a kid for a deformity. No, that was that was in the trailer. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, okay. I'm like that. I'm quoting the trailer. Like, yeah, no. no, I know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, no, it was it was more um, it was more that more like totally the uh, just kind of being shook by the trailer, um, which I'm sure you'll play right now, probably. Rocky Dennis has ambitions. For academic achievement in mathematics, Rocky Dennis. You may as well say here, Rocky. For achievement in history, Rocky Dennis. And for achievement in science, Rocky Dennis. He has hopes. Ben and I are saving up our money to ride motorcycles through Europe. Those are all the places I'm gonna go. He has dreams, just like everyone else. Boy, do I love you. I wish we could run away and be together all the time. We can't run away, Diana. The only thing is, Rocky Dennis isn't like everyone else. I don't look like Adonis. I'm kind of strange looking. I've got this problem that makes my face look real unreal. My mom says I look like a lion, though. She figures that I was a lion in one of my past lives and some of it got left over. Universal Pictures presents a Martin Starter production. Peter Bogdanovich's Mask, starring Cher, Sam Elliott, and Eric Stoltz, based on the true story of 16-year-old Rocky Dennis. Mask, sometimes the most unlikely people become heroes. Um, but yeah, you know, that's it. I mean, it's, yeah, because it's, I don't even know that I've seen the full movie oh, since. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it, it's, I mean, speaking of yeah. good mustaches. Yeah. 
uh, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. And he even has a T-shirt in there that uh, in the movie Sam Mustache Elliott's Rides Five Bucks or something yeah, like yep. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because he gets adopted by like a biker. His mom shares in it, and, and the uh, bikers are the sweetest oh, guys. Man. And yeah, I mean, I think I wanted to be. Yeah, I really that movie has a lot of heart. And I, yeah, but it is, but it, but I could see, yeah. And again, I think what we talked about is in these movies, it's not necessarily the movie overall. It could be just an image that stands right. out. Right. You know, and again, this is not like some level of, like, I, I this is not ranked in the, No, you know. no, no, no. But um, yeah, I could, the, the trailer, yeah. go online and check it yeah. out. It is creepy. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's your number two? Yeah. yeah. Who does number two work for? My number two is the 1983 Mm. Ray Bradbury Mm. Disney-produced film, Disney-distributed film, Something Wicked This Way Mm -hmm. Comes. An electric storm to clean your streets and wash away your trouble. For every heart, there exists a wish. You ever play the numbers, Mr. Holloway? Hey, never take risks. For every soul, there burns a desire. Oh, it's up. Always was. It smells to me like we're gonna have visitors. But never whisper your dreams, for someone might be listening. (laughs) And for every wish, there will be a price. For every desire, there will be a cost. Three o'clock. They call it the soul's midnight. My name is Mr. Dark. I advise you to respect it. Dad, please be careful. Will. Uh, these boys I'm looking for. Perhaps you know them. Fine, won't it? Fine. Both of them quite a credit to this little town, if you want to know the truth. I do want to know the truth, sir. And the truth is that you are lying. I am pricking up my thoughts. Something wicked this way Then rang the bells, both loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. Where do you come from? The dust. Where do you go to? The grave. Yes. We are the hungry ones. Your torments call us like dogs in the night. And we do feed. And feed well. Tell me where the boys are hiding. And I can make you young again. Ray Bradbury's fantasy tale of light and darkness is getting closer. Something wicked this way comes.
I remember watching it in 1985 um, in fourth grade. That was the year, yeah, everything happened. In yeah, 85. Yeah. And uh, I remember it was shown in school. Like it was like the holiday oh, no Halloween movie. We're all going to watch a Halloween movie today in class. Okay. And they pulled out that giant TV uh, with the VCR. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, um, and Something Wicked This Way Comes is a Disney film. It is about these two kids who uh, – oh, it's about the small town and the circus comes into town. And the, 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 the circus leader, the ring leader, is, is this guy named Mr. Dark, played by Jonathan Price, And he, he, um, he grants everyone their wildest desire. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's, an older, there's an older woman in the movie who wants to be young again, and he makes her young again. But he also makes her blind. So he gives mm-hmm. you your he gives you your deepest darkest mm-hmm. desire, but with a price, mm-hmm. uh, with like which is I guess a, a jinn, uh, which is like a, 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 a you know witch, yeah, or yeah. wizard or something. Yeah. Uh, but he's kind of like the devil. Yeah, the devil incarnate. It's based on a Ray Bradbury story, and so this movie overall creeped me out. Um, just John again, like the facial hair freaked me out as a kid, and it's up to these two kids to stop it, and Jason Robards who plays the father. And they even plan the fact that the father's a, a lot older than the kid. Um, like, he's not your typical father's age. Yep. And that's kind of... it's a, That's interesting at the time. That's because creepy that was not a, itself. Yeah, at the time that was right. creepy because everyone was yeah. having kids when they were young. Right. Uh, nowadays, it's like kind of normal. But it's like um, Punky Brewster, you know? Like. <laughs> yeah, Punky. Uh, but yeah, the movie overall, from top to bottom, is terrified the shit out of me. And I remember I'm like, this is a kid's movie? Yeah. This is a PG? Uh, actually, yeah, yeah. PG film fantasy mystery thriller it is not that's according to imdb um yeah it's 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 worth watching it's it's actually one of my favorite halloween movies yeah it's creepy dude yeah and it holds up so yeah that is one of my all-time traumatic films yeah what is your number oh we're getting to number one one. we're number one great we're making great great time great progress um yeah so my number one uh is uh, a movie uh, called, you know, I always feel like I should hype it up or something because it's number one, but who really cares, right? So it's a movie called The Guardian. Right at their doorstep. security guard. Really? Charlie, his name is John Mack. I will have him call you. The time has come for the Guardian. First thing we do, change the locks, redistribute new keys, cancel all delivery. I want every junkie in the neighborhood to know that we are off limits. One thing for sure, he won't be back. He is trusted. For the first time, we feel safe around here. 
Who left that door open? That door's not to be left open at any time. He is respected. He is feared. Yeah, but there was a shot. Yes, sir, I had to defend myself. He is their secret weapon in the war against crime. Hasn't anybody been listening to me? The man is dangerous. What's your problem, Mr. Hyatt? Are you suggesting he's trigger happy? Is something bothering you? Yes, there is something bothering me. I want you out of here. You may not realize it, sir. But you're making a mistake. Martin Sheen and Louis Gossett Jr., Academy Award winner from an officer and a gentleman, in a role of frightening power. The Guardian. John! He's watching over you. Ah! Ah! But who's watching The Guardian? Don't you worry about a thing. Um, this is not nice choice. To be clear, there are like three or four different movies with the title "The Guardian." I know this is not the Ashton Kutcher, Kevin Costner movie from you know 2006 or whatever. Um, And this is not. uh, How do I do that? It's so weird. Um, This is not the. This is not the one from 1990. Um, This is one from 1984. Okay, uh, I believe. I believe it's 1984. and it stars Louis Gossett Jr. and Martin Sheen, and um, and the premise is that there is a um, a building that is in some some disarray. Tenants of this building are finding that crime is just uh, walking in. Um, basically, yeah, people people are getting robbed. And they hire Louis Gossett Jr. to kind of come in, and um, it's it's just a messed up movie, and um, it's a TV movie. Well, it's interesting you say that because my exposure to this movie came when I was being babysat for, <laughs> um, and I'm sitting there on the floor, and the babysitter's going, you know, through the channels, and lands on this moment from The Guardian where a woman is being raped in front of her child. Oh my, oh my God. And I said to the babysitter, no, change that. And she was like, no, I mean, it's fine. You know, like, whatever, it's fine. So she switches, the, she switches it and goes to TJ Hooker. This is my, my I remember this. So like, Jesus Christ. Switches it, goes to TJ Hooker, right? I'm like, okay, fine, TJ Hooker. And then, like, I'm playing with a toy or something. She goes back, you know, and I'm just like, what is this is horrible you know um yeah it was it was terrifying wow um they got away with a lot of stuff back then yeah Yeah. so uh so yeah so this this woman gets you know raped and basically you know she's pleading with her child to to get out of the she's she's in the laundry room of the building oh my god and this fucking random scary guy just comes in it's like like i'm gonna fucking you know and she's like, Billy or Timmy or whatever the fuck his name is, get out. And uh, wow. yeah, it's it, it really upsets me to even talk about it. Uh, wow. Still. And I haven't seen this movie, you know, I don't think I've seen, I don't even know if I've seen the full movie, to be honest. But there's there's also, you know, a scene at the end that's very um, memorable and, in, in not, you know, not the best ways and stuff. And um, yeah, man, that's it. Um, I mean, I don't know where to even. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, it, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Kabluna. Yeah. Um, yeah, New York City condominium. Uh, yeah, and this is before yeah. he did uh, The Principal. So uh, before he was like the bouncer type. This is at the height of Lou yeah. Gossett's career. Yeah, actually. he's Maybe he's like work? an ex-military guy who's like a security expert, and they have him come in to like, wow, you know, dude. set the building right because everyone's getting robbed or raped or damn, you know, mugged Intense. or beat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do love our exploitation films on podcasting after dark. <sighs> so, well, so you guys can do that one. <laughs> My God, yeah. if it, if we can track it down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you can track it down. Damn, you guys can track dude. anything down. Yeah, we, wow. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we, powers yeah. combined. Um, so I don't think that girl babysat after that for me. Yeah, that's like a yeah. bonehead move, dude. Yeah. It's so weird that you bring that up because my number one is a babysitting gone bad oh, story, God. too. Uh, it actually, it's kind of a twofer yeah. uh, because this babysitter showed me both of these. Uh, and then my brother later showed me the second one multiple times, which I came to love. Okay. But wow, my number one film. I'm gonna like it's. I've got a, like a number one and then a number one point two. Yep. Uh, is the 1979? I didn't know it was a TV series. I just remember it being on TV when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Salem's Lot. Oh. Ben Mears has been away too long. And now, at last, he's come home. The men fought at Valley Forge. Daddy, come back safe. Home to the childhood memories, to the old familiar faces, to a life unmolested by time. And with your saints, let him rejoice in your presence forever. We ask it through Christ our Lord. Amen. Home to Salem's Lot, a town too good to be true. What was that? Did you happen to notice the time when the boys left? We shouldn't have gone through the woods. It's a shortcut. They should have been here half an hour ago. Wait! Danny, wait! Something is happening. Something terrible. Henry! Where's Ralphie? Ralph. Where's your brother? Master Kid disappears, and this. You're not leaving Salem's lot, are you? I'm not leaving. Don't you understand what's happening? You? Yes, I do. It's in the Marston house. Good evening. I dreamed. You slept there all night? Yeah. A little tired. Didn't sleep much last night. I was dreaming. Somebody out there. Sweet, sweet dreams. I let him in. Oh, something all just happened since... Since I came here. It wasn't a dream. Stop, holy man! You can do nothing against the master. They're breeding on one another. The vampires are creating vampires. The monster wants you. It's a geometric progression. Two times two times four times eight. There's a dead man upstairs. Bill! Yeah, you know, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Look at me. 
Ned Tebbett's body has disappeared from the morgue. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Bill! And Susan's in there. Run! No! Look at him! Stephen King, the best-selling author of Carrie and The Shining, takes you on a startling journey to Salem's Lot. And Salem's Lot, for those of you who don't, don't know, it's a Stephen King book, uh, which was made into a TV series. And the vampire looks very much like the classic Nosferatu yeah. from the silent films. So your babysitter showed you this. My babysitter had this on uh, and then like left. I remember my babysitter <laughs> not being there. This kid. He also was the kid that my brother and I, he finally got quote unquote fired by my mom the time when... Uh, Planners peanuts used to have these planners canisters, and he had yeah. these. We had cheese balls in a can, yeah. And my brother and I got into a cheese ball war with him. Okay. And my mom came home, and cheese balls were stuck to the ceiling because oh you lick them and you throw them, and they stick to the wall. Really? Yeah, and they were oh. everywhere. Yeah. And my mom's like, "What the hell is going on here?" Yeah. You know, that's it. She had to like. Yeah. I don't know if she had to repaint, but got rid of those cheese ball stains. And uh, but yeah, he oh. showed me. He showed me. I just remember falling asleep. And no joke, waking yeah. up, there's a scene in Salem's Lot. And the premise is pretty simple. It's no. like a vampire taking over a town. Um, and it stars uh, David Soule from Starsky and Hutch fame. And right. there's one scene, specific scene where this little, uh, this kid becomes a vampire. Uh, this little kid's friend. And he hears <laughs> this scratching at the window. And, and, uh, and he's like, you know, well, I'll play the clip. Open the window, Mark. Open the window, Mark. Please. Let me in. It's okay, Mark. I'm your friend. He commands it. And so from that, from that. So you woke up to this? I, w- I woke up to that. Yeah. And like repressed night terrors screaming in the middle of the night oh. after that happened. And no joke. Uh, one night, again, my mom had interesting suitors back in the day, and one guy was stalking my mom, and he came. This was not Jerry? This was not Jerry. Okay. It was another dude. Came to the window and knocked Come on the window. Come on. I was home alone that night. That is the, no. Yeah, and knocking on the window. And there was another guy years later who broke it or uh, hopped the fence into our backyard and was trying to open up the sliding door, looking right at me. Jesus I was again alone watching Christ. a TV show. Yeah. And trying to pull in the in the and the awning had like this green light coming through, so he looked kind of greenish. And why face. are you always alone? In I'm these always scenarios? alone because you know, so like, whatever. You're Zach, like, can, you, Zach can handle himself. You know, Zach. So is good. your mom had had two stalkers that we know of just from that story. Yeah, and yeah. and there were more, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there were. Oh yeah, later on in life. Oh too. man, dude. Yeah, yeah. So that being so, my so number you hear one. the scratching and how does the story end? What what what? I uh, so I screamed. Yeah. Like, and then, and so the first time, the babysitter, when I'm watching Salem's Lot, the babysitter comes out, what's wrong? What's wrong? I don't know where he came out of. Maybe he was in the kitchen making a sandwich. Making a, some cheese balls. He's making some sandwich. cheese balls sandwiches. And uh, he comes out and he's like, what's going on out here, guys? Oh no, he comes out and he's like, what? You know, I'm screaming. I want my mom. Yeah. I want my mom. Yeah. And at the time, we're talking 1985, I yeah. think, at, or maybe. Wait, so you're no, screaming. Wait, wait, wait. 
but okay earlier i think we have a miss because i was asking what happened when the guy when you were home alone and you heard the scratching at the window oh okay but you're talking about you saw that moment you screamed for the movie from salem's lot but yeah. uh, but in reality yeah the stalker like well, how do you you know, you're home alone, and there's a stalker. I, guy. I was not. I was not home alone for those moments. Uh, but oh. I used to. So that the first one where the guy was at the window knocking on the window. Yeah. I was sleeping on the couch because for some reason I like to sleep on the couch. Right. Well, it's a good place to sleep. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think my mom was in her bedroom, so she came okay. out, and the guy took off. Oh, okay. Second time. But knew you knew, but she knew it was that guy. I think. I think so. I don't yeah. know for sure. I'd have to ask her. Uh, and we haven't talked about yeah. we haven't talked about it. Um, it's a good time. Yeah, right. And then the second time, let's call her up now. Yeah. On the show. Can we call, can we put her on speaker? Hello. Hey, mom, you remember when I was um when you when you had the stalker? Well, not that stalker, but the you know the other no, not that stalker. No, mom, the other, okay, whatever. You know, one guy scratching the window, and I was alone. And oh you, yeah, there's yeah. so many to count. <laughs> oh, don't you know? La di da. Oh, James Taylor, Connie Simon. Oh, you're so vain. Oh, man. Oh, come on, sweetie. It's okay. We got to thera- therapy you now. <laughs> you know my a- favorite P is therapy. Let's take a break to, to process <laughs> these emotions that but you've yeah. been storing in your body. Yeah, dude. That was traumatic. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. and, and, the, and the last one, the last one being Phantasm. Phantasm. Is it a nightmare? Phantasm. Is it an illusion? Phantasm. Is it an evil? Take me home. But why? No questions. You must take me home. Phantasm. Is it a fantasy? scare you. You're already dead. Phantasm. When you say the last one. Oh, the last this traumatic. Is the 1.2. Okay. But so is the 1.2 the one that you mentioned before that your brother showed you and you love? Yes. Okay. I, and I came to love the Phantasm movies. Okay. But the Phantasm movie from 1979, I think, is when that movie... Yeah. Uh, that also traumatized the hell out of me. Like, unequal playing field, where I would have night terrors screaming about the tall man. Tall man's going to get me. Tall yeah. man's going to get yeah. me. Uh, my mom, you know, was around for that. <laughs> And my brother's like, hey, we're going to watch this movie. It's gonna- is the, there's the tall man and then there's the slender man? Yeah, but it has no connection. Right, okay. Slender Man is like a, a recent thing. Slender Man is a recent thing? Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. The but tall man. I know the tall man. Tall yeah. man, dude. Yeah. Like he and he With didn't do arms. a whole lot. Yeah. Boy. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, I think the connection with a lot of these movies is the protagonist is a kid. Yeah. So yes. you and I both were like, that could have been us. Am well, I tapping? That's true. Am I tapping you know, into it? Well, you yeah, you just remind me of that moment in um Flight of the Navigator. Oh, you know, shit. which is like a cool movie or whatever. But again, it's a kids' movie. But the moment when he, because he goes back in time, and then he's like goes to his house, and his parents don't live there anymore because he's now, yeah, gone forward in time. Yep. Or whatever. Yeah. Yep. That's traumatic. Yeah. He's like, oh, but where's my mom? It's like, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, and then he go and he shows up at his parents. Finally, finds his parents, yeah. and they are considerably older because yeah. it takes place like 20 years later right Matt right. Adler is his little brother who's now right. like, like 18 oh or something oh yeah I showed that to yeah. Bodhi actually and we and we had to cut turn it off at that point because he's like this, I don't like this this is scary exactly and I said yeah I yes you, yes Sorry. yes you're keying into the the, the trauma of a million thousand sons yeah dude yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so you know like between all the movies we talked about today, and and again, I hate I didn't mean to like kind of bury the lead on Salem's Lot and Phantasm. Salem's Lot is 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 a great uh, made for TV horror film. Phantasm spawned a whole franchise. Phantasm, for those of you that don't know, uh, the premise is uh, this kid and his little brother or his older brother. Uh, their parents are dead. Uh, they died in a car crash. Uh, they're in this town alone, except for their buddy Reggie, who's an ice cream vendor. And they, Reggie's the best. Reggie's the best. Yeah. Reggie Bannister. Yeah. Uh, I have so many stories about Reggie, yeah. the actor, because he's such a cool dude. Yeah. And there's that movie has so many great moments in it. Um, but the tall man is creepy as fuck. Uh, there's a yeah. scene where uh, Michael, the main character, he's looking at a, like an old kind of old timey movie that you have to rotate, and he's put like looks into this kind of viewfinder thing and he's, he's looking at a photo, this old like 1800s photo. That's right. It's not a movie thing. It's just a photo yeah. and it comes to life mm-hmm. and it's the tall man. And he like looks directly mm-hmm. at Michael and you're like, Whoa, what the yeah. fuck? And that's the moment that in the final scene where Michael thinks, uh, you know, he escaped the tall man and he, cl- and he goes in his bedroom yep. to relax and he closes the door and behind the door, there's a mirror and it's the tall man is in the opposite of the mirror yeah. and just yells out, boy. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets pulled through the glass and that's how the movie ends. Yeah. And as a kid, I thought I was going to get pulled through every mirror. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, even though those are distinctly horror movies, when you're asleep on the couch and you wake up, you know, seeing that or whatever, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, these are not. And then later, yeah. a couple of years later, having some dude in your backyard tapping, trying to pull open the sliding door. Yeah, and and you Where's know, your mother, and everyone boy? else. Yeah. So to to finish that yeah. story about the the sliding door, my um uh <coughs> my my mom and my stepdad at the time were in the other room, and so they finally came in after I was I, I was doing the silent scream. Wait, where, so a guy was stalking your mom while you she was married to your I don't dad? know I don't know if this guy was a stalker I, he was just trying to break into our house oh oh god yeah the first one was a stalker <coughs> oh man yeah trauma oh my god trauma 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 so <laughs> damn dude Podcasting After Dark watch list has turned into Podcasting After Very Dark yes very dark we covered very some dark. really creepy movies today but I got to say uh you know, even though this is a podcasting after dark show, it's like two dollar late fee intermingles. You know, um, I think we're gonna have to yeah, do. Yeah, pick three- your favorite now. Go, you, Zach. <laughs> what do you like better? Um, 
No, hey. Thanks. Mom or dad, do you like, who, who do you thanks like more? Thanks for having me on the show today. I appreciate it. Thank you to Corey and all the loyal Podcasting After Dark listeners and um, and all of the uh, the founders of the podcast. Where can we find you on social medias, Dustin? Oh, is that is that a question you ask? Yeah. Usually? Oh. Yeah. Um, well, if you're looking for me... Uh, <laughs> I prefer Instagram, Instagrammies, uh, at Dustin Rubin VO, because that is my favorite. I don't know why. It's just easier. I don't know. Me too. I don't know. Um, yeah. So Dustin Rubin VO. That stands for voiceover. Um, <laughs> for clarification. So I do, do the voiceovers. Uh, yeah. And you can find me. Uh, at Instagram as well, Zach Z A K Schaefer S H A F F E R. I always oh, you gotta to, spell. I gotta spell gotta it because spell people, it. I feel like, oh, it's S C H. Um, Does anyone um, friend you or like follow you and then go, hey, thank you for the clarification. Thank you for spelling it out on the podcast. Not yet. I it's gonna happen. Couldn't though. find you. <laughs> it's gonna. If you hadn't done that. It's gonna happen. I know yeah. it. Um, I didn't spell my name out. I probably should have. Ruben could. You could spell my name any number of ways. R O O B. Y-N. <laughs> but how do you spell it? Well, I, I spell it the normal way. R-U-B-I-N. Um, <laughs> you can also find us at $2LateFee.com. Oh, yeah. Just go to that. Yeah, just go to that. Just because, go to that. you know, that's the best way to reach us. Yeah. Uh, and then we're also on Instagram. We post some really fun pictures and great interviews. And, um, man, we yeah. so the interviews that we line up on our show are different from the ones on Podcasting After Dark. But they're all good in all the good ways. So... Um, that really I, sounds so diplomatic. That sounds like you were being paid to say that. <laughs> was I? Yeah. I, I mean, they're all good in all many ways. But <laughs> anyway, the interviews that we have uh, are really great. But you know, but I mean, they're all great. You know what I mean? It's the same. Th- it's the same. Like pick your parent. They really. Yeah. yeah who do you like yeah. more, mom or dad? Yeah. Uh, who do you love more, no, mom? I mean, no. I mean, you know, your voice gets high. No. They're all great. Oh, okay. I'm talking like my mom again. All the interviews. <laughs> I'm sorry I dated a stalker, son. <laughs> Podcasting After Dark uh, is, you know, uh, Corey Nation is... Uh, I mean, if they're listening to this, they found you. <laughs> yeah, That's the, the, the beauty of this moment. And you know you are listening to us, and you know you love this. You know you love this. And and this is a taste. This is a smidge wow. taste. You're, of, you're saying you, knew, you know that you love this. You know you did. <laughs> <laughs> It's like You're that. creating a Me Too movement through the podcast. You wanted it more than I did. You know now I sound like Demone. You know you I sound like Demone from Fast Times right now. You wanted it more. The Dream yeah. Police. Stacy. Oh, man. I improvise that Hey, Demone is on uh, True Late Fee. Yeah, check check the Demone. Yeah, that, that's, uh, cool. that's going to be coming out in 2020. Right. Who knows? That could be now. It could be out already. I don't know. It's coming out soon. <laughs> but uh, we'll catch you on the flip side, everybody. Do you wait? Do you say "catch you on the flip side" for podcasting after dark? No, too? I do not, because Corey usually ends it. Okay, all right. <laughs> so this is a big moment for you. You can end it however you want. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, Don't blow your load, Zach. Don't fire some guns in the air or something. <laughs> fire! <laughs> for those about no, to podcast, take a moment. Yeah. No, uh, thank you. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Trip this, down traumatic this was, lane. This was great. My energy level is just like decreased, like, you know, because like, I'm feeling it in my muscles, the trauma, you know, like they just like, expe- you know, I can tell you're yeah. pulsating. Yeah, I'm pulsating. <laughs> Got to go start my DDP yoga after this. Hulk it out. No, Hulk it out.
Hey, so. uh, for everyone listening who enjoyed this, let us know. Uh, if you didn't like it, don't let us know. Well said. And we'll catch you next time on Podcasting After Dark, The Watch List. Nice. Thank you for listening to Podcasting After Dark's Watch List. And, as always, thank you for your support.